thank you everybody for coming here for this um, teacher honoring ceremony and it also is of course um, connected with Inside Santa Cruz and um, as many of you know Mary Grace Orr founded Inside Santa Cruz in 1989 it is now 2019 30 years ago we're actually going to be having a special celebration of 30-year anniversary on, I believe, September 22nd from 3 to 5.30 or something like that. You'll get, get word about that. But Mary Grace will actually be able to come that day. We're actually teaching a retreat in Spirit Rock, and we're going to be driving down after the retreat to um, have a celebration. 30 years. And in 2011, she invited me to... Um, become the guiding teacher of Inside Santa Cruz, and we actually had a formal ceremony on Fair Avenue, and um, she literally gave me a, a, a yellow ribbon with a key on it and handed me the key. <laughs> I also said she gave me a t-shirt with a little bullseye on it, but she decided to keep that there. And it was very powerful receiving that key. It really was. And shortly thereafter, we had we had um, some mission statement um, that I can't quote for sure uh, before as the formation of the board, but with the consultation with the teachers' council at the time, uh, I put together another mission statement and then later uh, a diversity statement. And this is again with consultation with the council. And in that mission statement that I worked on and that, and that we also discussed together, it, to me it really encapsulated the mission of, of Insight Santa Cruz, of who we are. And the Insight mission statement is this, and it's on the homepage of the website as well. It says that the mission of Insight Santa Cruz is to support anyone interested in the path of awakening and liberation through mindfulness and loving kindness. To support this mission, Insight Santa Cruz offers a variety of classes and practice opportunities that help cultivate wisdom and compassion inspired from the Theravadan Buddhist tradition, the Theravada meaning the way of the elders, the last uh, um, school of early Buddhism that still exists today. There was actually a number of schools as well, but Theravada is the, the last one. Insight Santa Cruz teachers provide guidance, support, and inspiration to develop integrity, ethical living, steadiness of mind, concentration, and insight into the causes of suffering and the path to freedom, wisdom. Insight Santa Cruz and its teachers charge no fees and are solely sustained through the generosity and volunteer support. This model of service and generosity awakens and gladdens the heart and has deep roots in ancient Buddhism. I'd like to also read the Insight Santa Cruz diversity statement. Some of this was adapted and inspired from Spirit Rock. Insight Santa Cruz welcomes everyone. We respect and support all people, no matter of their ethnic origin, race, gender, cultural background, socioeconomic class, age, sexual orientation, general gender identity, or physical ability. We all share the intention to grow in mindfulness and compassion and to lessen suffering. 
May the awareness of the needs of diverse communities continue to be recognized and to grow in our center. May we, to the best of our ability, take actions that eliminate cultural, racial, ethnic, economic, and physical barriers to practice. May we heal the experiences of separation. May we all know the commonality of our nature and for the benefit of all beings everywhere, may all beings dwell with peace. This is the Insight Santa Cruz diversity statement and we could say in a the heart and the essence, this is who we are. This is who we are, is this mission statement that we are trying to uh, practice this verse statement of sharing these profound teachings of compassion and wisdom, insight and heart to anyone. This is who we are. To help support this who we are, we offer a number of different programs here at Insight Santa Cruz. And to first, we offer thematic offerings. These are offerings for people that want to very specifically walk in the Theravada Buddhist path, that want to learn more about specifically the teachings of the Dharma. We have three areas in these thematic offerings. There's beginning classes, deepening classes, dedicated classes. Within the beginning classes, we offer introduction to mindfulness classes, offered a few times a year. We offer a Wednesday evening sit, new to practice. We offer, of course, week-long, weekly sits, day-longs. In deepening classes, we offer the Eightfold Noble Path Program that meets for eight months, meets once a month, offered each year. We offer some sutta study classes, other topics related to fundamental teachings within the Dharma, again, weekly sits and day-longs, also offering re- once a year a residential retreat at Insight Retreat Center, uh, starting this year again, so it's becoming more of an annual event, is a weekend retreat with sutta study or other themes within the Dharma, as well as a come-and-go retreat, which is a non-residential retreat that we hold here at Insight Santa Cruz uh, from that Wednesday before Memorial Day to uh, Memorial Day. We offer dedicated classes for those who want to further deepen their studies within the Dharma. There's an integrating Dharma program that has various ways that it meets, whether it's bi-weekly or once a week that's attempted to be offered once or twice a year for those that are wanting to really dedicate a deeper understanding of the Dharma. We have additional further sutta study um, classes, other themed classes. We offer a very ancient practice found in the first foundation of mindfulness of the body, of the 32 parts of the body meditation. Occasionally we have different day-longs with, with <coughs> uh, dedicated themes of deepening danga, sangha, as well as uh, dedicated sits. In addition, we offer a number of different sits uh, every, nearly every day here. We also have specialty sits for people of color community, for the LB, LGBTQQ community, to family, to teens. We are interested in wanting to support diversity. The, the board and, and teachers have undergone and continue to undergo diversity training and trying to find ways due to our own perhaps blindness 
that may get in the way of people not feeling welcome to come here. And I actually consider this a Dharma issue, not even a political issue, because the Dharma issue is about seeing where we're not seeing clearly. Where are the places that we're blind so that we can begin to see how do we perhaps bring in our own bias in various situations. So this is very much a very dharmic issue of looking at how we see ourselves in the world, the privileges perhaps that we live within and so forth. So there's a deep dedication in Inside Santa Cruz to find and to understand the blind spots that we may all have and to help to truly support people to feel welcome. Living in a predominantly white culture, when you go into a room, you probably don't count how many people here are white. You kind of assume it, but if you're a people of color, you actually look around the room and you find, where's my people? I lived actually as a person of color, as a white person, in, in a Burmese culture for eight and a half years where I was actually the one that was different. And so it was very interesting learning living from that seat. A few years ago, I was in China. I was doing a, a teaching program for mindfulness based stress reduction with 250 people. And I looked around the room scanning, oh, there's a white person, oh, there's a white, there's about four white people in the group. But I found myself going there because I, I wanted to feel that sense of, okay, I can feel at home. How many of us here are people of color that are coming here, or people from even from different countries are looking to find how to fit in? Many of us don't understand that. Many of us don't understand that because we, we kind of live in this world of white and so anyways, I, wanna, I don't want to go on a lot with this, but I want to just say the importance, and it is a dharma, to me, a dharma teaching of recognizing where our blind spots are, where we're not seeing clearly. We also have, in addition, um, a multiple of different day-longs that are offered by local teachers and not local teachers that come. Actually, just this past weekend, Oren J. Sofer, who's a spirit rock teacher, gave a wonderful teaching on bringing mindfulness into communication. We have Friday night insights that are offered occasionally through the year of bringing in people from the community and talking about different subjects. We had Bruce Eisendorf some years ago speak about his practice of mindfulness as a physician. We had John Robbins come, who was, um, of course, a, a writer and, um, and a health advocate. We had actually recently a, a wonderful evening of Zen koans and how it relates to the teachings here of the Dharma. We had a Friday night insight where there's a number of, a lot of artists in our community and so artists came out from our community and shared some of their art that was very much Dharma related. So anyways, Friday night insights. We also have a number of what we call Dharma friend groups that some actually meet here but many meet outside of here and they're peer-led groups of people wanting to build community around various themes. All in all, I actually counted it. <laughs> I did my homework and counted how much we offer weekly, monthly, yearly, and at this point we offer over 900 different events here at Insight Santa Cruz. That's quite amazing, 900. We are a thriving Irma urban Dharma Center right here in downtown Santa Cruz. You can take a bus and come here. This is very accessible. It's kind of like a hidden secret. It's actually kind of quiet here. And people come and go, oh, I can't believe how quiet this is, right, in downtown Santa Cruz. I, I was skeptical about coming here, to be honest. I was sharing with the teachers earlier. Um, but I'm eating my words slowly and <laughs> digesting them well. And... Um, 
it was a good decision to come here. It really was. And of course, we have this main center, then we have um, a, a community room, a little kitchen, so we're able to offer more, and um, it's been quite amazing. And I think that the community, I'm very touched to say that there's a strong vote of confidence to support the center. Five years ago, six years ago, we were talking about how much money will we need to potentially have to close the center, because it costs money even to closing the center, because the, the pledges were going, it actually wasn't even pledge community, the Donna was just going down and down, and, and then you know, five years ago, um, I believe with Karen as the president, thank you, and others, there's this inspiration, let's start a, uh, like a pay it forward, a, a pledge, a yearly pledge drive. And so we set our goal for $48,000 five years ago, and we reached it. And we have reached it every year. And actually, this year, our goal was $89,000. And I got an email from Maggie late last night. We're night owls. We start talking about <laughs> 12, 1 o'clock in the morning. And um, we have right now $101,000. So that's um, $9,000 more than um, something like that. What is it? $11,000, thank you, my, my math, $11,000 more than what we asked for, and not all the pledges are in, so that is, like, incredible. And when you think about five years, five years we asked 48, five years later, we actually have received in Donna twice as much, which is really um, a phenomenal um, vote of, yes, we support you, and we want to keep this community going. And it really is about community. And um, I'm very touched. And actually, Maggie went on to say that there was actually this particular year, there was a 31% increase of pledgers from last year. So that's quite a significant increase, which means that we really are growing. So I thank everyone here. This is just really um, quite amazing to be part of this community. <clears throat> and so Inside Santa Cruz has been created with um, as far as the hierarchy <laughs> I don't know there probably is a better word for that but you know essentially Mary Grace was the founding teacher and she gave me the keys <laughs> and, and one day I will pass on the keys as well and um, and as the, the Buddha said when he was dying, some of the community asked him, who will be the teacher? Who will be the teacher? Because the Buddha clearly was the teacher at that point. And of course, uh, his fellow Sangha that were fully awakened, each of them became powerful teachers. But the Buddha essentially said a few things. One is that the teaching is the teacher. And I, I kind of like that because it's not about the personification. Someone becomes a guru and, you know, it, it, the teaching is the teacher. But his last words before he died were two. That really is the embodiment of the whole practice. It says, be a light unto yourself, which means cultivate your own practice and remember to have compassion for all beings. 
That is really the heart of the teaching, the heart of the Dharma. Be a light unto yourself, cultivating our own wisdom, our insight into suffering, its causes, the path to freedom, and to remember compassion for ourselves and for all beings. But let the teacher be the let the teaching be the teacher. But he also said, honor your elders, that the elders, that the whoever is seeing you in the Dharma, that, that these need to be honored. And so I know it's kind of weird with this hierarchy of teachers and facilitators and so forth. So I want to explain a little bit about that. And I want to be just very transparent and open and why this was is going in this way. And of course, it all could be changed when the next guiding teacher can come. <laughs> and, and the Sangha community that's, that's teaching with them. But it felt that there needs to be some sense of understanding, transparency, and clarity. And it felt that there was a need to develop another training of future teachers because the current teachers in the community teachers are getting older <laughs> and you know we are I just got my Medicare card a few months ago <laughs> and some of the teachers got it a while ago <laughs> I won't say how long ago but you know we're getting older and part of stewarding inside Santa Cruz is to be responsible about helping to support growing new teachers it's, it, it's important that, that we do that, and there has to be some understanding that there is some difference between someone that's fairly new entering into the teaching world and someone that has had a lot of experience with it. So thus we have what's known as community teachers and then community facilitators. And so that's part of wanting just to bring some transparency, some understanding. And we had an all-day teacher gathering today. It was quite significant and powerful to all be sitting in the room together from 10.30 to 4.30 and getting to know each other and then speaking about support. Particularly what came up about support was how do we support each other? How do we mentor each other? How do we, um, um, yeah, to support each other, to mentor each other. So it's important, the carrying on of the lineage, as the elders begin to um, to fade, that we bringing newer people along to, and help to support them. This is how we can keep this beautiful Insight Santa Cruz ship afloat and to flourish. So again, it's a time-honored tradition in the Theravadan tradition to, um, to train more teachers and facilitators to share the Dharma. I also want to acknowledge that there's many fine teachers here, and yes, we are not perfect, and that sitting in the teacher's seat is the crucible of which we get to learn a lot about ourselves. And I like to consider that we're actually just students, and I just happen to be sitting in the teacher's seat. And it's kind of nice. It's a very humble thing. And just sitting in the, but when you sit in the teacher's seat, there's, you know, it's a seat that's like truth serum. <laughs> the good, the bad, and the ugly at times. We learn about ourselves, our edges, places perhaps we begin to discover we need to develop more. Places where I'm also not seeing clearly. It's a privilege to sit in the teacher's seat Again, a seat of humility, of kindness, of growing, of wisdom, and compassion. 
The teachers of Inside Santa Cruz have the intention to share their love of the Dharma because it's transformed them in such profound ways. I heard this over and over again today. How much these teachings and this practice transformed them and they're wanting to be able to share this with others. It's a practice sitting in the teacher's seat. And yes, we're not perfect, but if we waited until everyone was enlightened before there'd be teachings, we'd be waiting a long time. <laughs> and so we do the best that we can in mentoring each other, and also the feedback that we get from our students is powerful. It's where we learn. All of the teachers live by the code of ethics of the five precepts. You could say it comes down to the Hippocratic Oath, if you will, prima non seri in Latin, which means to do no harm. To do no harm. This is the ethics and the ethos, the culture. The teacher's culture is to do no harm. And we learn from you when, when that happens. But this is our code of ethics we hold as valuable as actually the foundation, of course, according to the teachings in the Dharma. The, the ethos of the ethics is the foundation by which is the steadying of the mind and the growth of wisdom. It's the culture of ethics, of, 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 of virtue, of that supports the growth of wisdom. So we hold this in the deepest of ways. The trust that is bestowed upon one as a teacher with students that could be harm caused and the sensitivity of not causing harm. And of course this love and teachings of the Dharma is what brings us here and may it be shared with others. In the tradition, within the insight tradition, within Theravada Buddhism, it's been pretty much traditional that the teacher, the guiding teacher, invites and trains students to become teachers or facilitators. This is how the teachings have been passed on from one generation to the next. It's up to the guiding teacher to discern each person's experience, years of practice, number of retreats, dedicated study, it also includes the qualities of wisdom, humility, and compassion. And that doesn't always equal the same. There's qualifications, you have done 50 retreats, but do you have the qualities of wisdom, humility, and kindness that may or may not be the same? So there's all this discernment of these qualities that to me are some of the most important. And speaking of these qualities of a teacher, facilitator, to guide others with wisdom and compassion is one that embodies wisdom, humility, discernment, thoughtfulness, loving kindness, compassion, being a skillful and empathic communicator. And again, the teachers follow the teacher's code of ethics, the five precepts, the ethos of which all wisdom grows from in this foundation of virtue. So I've worked on some of these definitions and just want to read them to you so that there's some transparency and clarity. 
The guiding teacher is a spiritual leader of the center, holds the vision of Insight Santa Cruz, an elder in the Dharma. Guiding teacher has multiple years of practice, retreats, instruction, has received transmission from a senior Buddhist teacher or teaches and is able to offer transmission to others. The GT can teach retreats, train new students, also teaches classes, sittings, day-longs, has extensive personal retreat experience. The GT is responsible for teaching, coordinating a teaching mentorship program, mentoring, assigning teacher mentors. This is traditional Buddhism. Those who have been given transmission as a Dharma teacher by their teachers can give transmission to new teachers. The guiding teacher is responsible for the programming at Insight Santa Cruz, but we have also a program committee that we work together with to make certain that the programs that are offered are congruent with the mission of Insight Santa Cruz. This also includes for visiting teachers that want to teach here the programming. The Insight Santa Cruz mission statement serves as the guidelines for all programming. Guiding teacher also is connected in a collegial way with other Insight Meditation teachers outside of Insight Santa Cruz. Um, this will help enrich our offerings. The guiding teacher also sits on the board of Insight Santa Cruz. In the last few years, there was a committee drawn together from the board and some teachers to want to help secure some financial solvency for the guiding teacher, and so they decided to offer the guiding teacher um, $1,000 a month or $12,000 a year, so the guiding teacher that's part of what is being offered to them. And then there's other perks like a parsonage that you can use um, to help offset uh, some taxes, uh, support for taking retreats, and after years of service as a guiding teacher, that, that extends more. I'll be very transparent that I decided actually a few years ago when that $12,000 was allocated to me that I was not going to accept it. I mean, actually, I did accept it, but then in turn, I gave it back to Inside Santa Cruz because I feel I, I have my works that I do in other places, and I uh, just felt that I wanted to support Insight Santa Cruz in that way, so I just want to be very transparent about that. And of course, uh, the guiding teacher, as well as all of the teachers and facilitators here can receive dana. Dana is very important. It helps to support the teachers uh, as well as support the center. There's community teachers that have completed um, a community dharma leader or equivalent as deemed by the guiding teacher. They may offer meditation instructions, dharma talks, classes, day-longs related to their unique expertise or experience. At the discretion of the guiding teacher, they can teach weekend retreats. They may also assist retreats when invited by a guiding teacher. They're committed practitioners who have practiced at least for 10 years and attended at least 49 nights of Vipassana or Metta retreats uh, or, or approved by the guiding teacher. They'll continue with their development by receiving ongoing training and mentoring from the guiding teacher or other teachers and attend meditation retreats regularly. Community teachers uh, offer sits, dharma talks, classes, day-longs, and so forth. A community facilitator is one who has completed one of the following, a dharma facilitator program, a dharma mentoring program, a dedicated practitioner program, or equivalent deemed by the guiding teacher may offer meditation instructions, Dharma talks, classes, half-day-longs at Insight Santa Cruz related to their unique expertise or experience. They may also assist in retreats when invited by guiding teacher. 
They are committed to meditation. Uh, they are serious practitioners who have practiced at least for five years and attended at least 24 nights of retreat or approved by the guiding teacher. They receive ongoing training and mentoring and uh, from the guiding teacher of the teachers to support their meditation practice and also receive dana. There's another group of teachers or leaders that are here that many of you have experienced. Some of you are actually here as sit leaders that are not teacher-led sits, but senior students, peer-led sits that we offer here at the at Insight Santa Cruz. I know Meg does a Thursday, Meg and Carol do a Thursday, 6.30 in the morning sit, an early morning sit. Maggie and others do like a Friday noon sit or other day sit. So sit leaders are those that have practiced here at Insight Santa Cruz for over a year and a half and can lead meditation sits at Insight Santa Cruz. They can offer basic meditation instructions to newcomers and end with metta, as well as perhaps a short inspirational reading. <coughs> We ask them to not offer Dharma talks and all practice questions should be referred to a teacher or facilitator. They attend at least one sit leader meeting per year to get support, if not more. Sit leaders, of course, are encouraged to deepen their practice, to attend retreats and classes, to broaden their experience. And for the sit leaders, we ask that they do not receive dana, that this is just offered uh, to the Sangha. I'm offering you quite a mouthful of stuff, aren't I? Yeah. I was going to call it the, the State of the Union, but it felt like this. <laughs> Not the, right, the, the best word for this. So where are we going at Insight Santa Cruz? To continue to offer the thematic offerings and other programs to support diversity and the cultivation of wisdom and compassion. We were just discussing earlier today the need for looking at more senior students and what type of programming can we offer that can satisfy their Dharma uh, aspirations and, and learnings. So where are we going is to continue with these thematic programs, to continue to be an urban refuge, an oasis for anyone who wants to stop here, come and practice, to listen to your heart, your mind, and your body. We're here to help to grow deeper understanding and freedom from the stories that have enslaved us, to help support each and every one of us to take 100% responsibility for our own suffering in a supportive, kind, and wise way. This is very important. There's an old folk song that says, let there be peace on earth, let it begin with me, and here's this refuge. We're going, we come here to support peace in the suffering in this most beautiful world. So this will continue on with the offering of, of many of the diverse programs that we have here. This is who we are. This is where we're going. So this is a time where I want to spend a little bit of time honoring our teachers. <coughs> I actually put it behind me some of my fourth heavenly messengers, those that were very inspirational in getting me on the path. And I want to first and foremost thank my mother and father, who I put them on. You know, when you do a, a, a prostration, it's actually five points, the two arms, the head, the two legs. And it's a prostration to the Buddha, the Dharma, the Sangha, to your parents, because without them you wouldn't be here, and to your teachers that get you on the path. So I honor my mother and father. My mother is 89 and frail, but still going pretty well. And my dad passed 
about a year and a half ago. I also put my friend, my mentor, Bill Jackson. He was the professor. Many of you have heard this story, mm-hmm. sitting on top of uh, his desk in a full lotus position <laughs> and me just being totally lost and confused. And he showing me by his embodiment that there may be another way. And I actually had lunch with him in Dermis last year. Mm-hmm. We reconnected. Mm-hmm. Behind me, the one who started it all is Mingam Sero. And Mingam Sero was the teacher to Mahasi Sero and Tampulu Sero. Mm-hmm. Tampulu Sero and Mahasi Sero were students of Mingam Sero. And Mingam Sero was in a quest to understand what is this life. He traveled all over Burma. He couldn't find what he was looking for. He was a great scholar in the theoretical teachings, uh, the Pariyati teachings of the Dharma, which is uh, the Abhidharma, the Suttas, the Vinaya, very learned but also wanted to discover, was there really a way to awakening? And the story goes that in a cave outside of Mandalay in the Sagain Hills, he'd heard about a hermit monk that lived there, and he went and he talked to this hermit that was allegedly fully enlightened, but not barely known. And that hermit monk said to him, you don't have to look far, look inside the four foundations of mindfulness. That's where awakening will happen. So Megum Sero became a practice for many years and was known to be a, a full arahant, a fully enlightened being. And two of his, probably two of his most famous students in the West, Mahasi Sero, who um, many of the people in the Insight Western tradition are, you know, students of him or his, or Mahasi Sero's student Upandita Sero. And there's a number of people that also studied with Tampulu Sero. They both had the same teacher, Tampulu Sero Mahasi Sero, but Tampulu Sero was a forest monk and lived deep in the forest and practiced uh, many of these body-oriented practices that, you know, I'm very fond of, the 32 parts of the body, the elements, death, and so forth. Um, Mahasi Sero developed a very uh, particular method of Mahasatipatthana Vipassana, of working with the foundations of mindfulness in a very precise (coughs) way. Very interesting, each had the same teacher, but their teachings, though, point to the same direction, had different um, ways. Of course, in the Western Insight tradition, also very much influenced not only by Mahasi Sero and some by Tampulu Sero, but, but of course in the Thai forest tradition of Achan Cha. So that is Mingam Sero, and then... This is Tumkulu Sero, again, as a student of um, Mingam Sero. And it's a beautiful picture of him in front of a pagoda. I wanted to just share that. And Tumkulu Sero was my first teacher. He ordained me as a Buddhist monk. And then the number two in Tumkulu Sero's monastery, senior elder, is Lindit Sero. Lindit Sero was my most beloved close teacher lived with him for eight and a half years. I was a student for 25 years. And um, I loved him like my father. Pukoku Sero, he is quite a character. Can't really see him too well. But he's the type of, he was like a Zen master. I remember one time sleeping in a garage 
in San Mateo, because we, we ended up renting this house in San Mateo with all these monks, and I lived in the garage. And about 2.30 in the morning, he walks in. I was sound asleep. And he gets these big pillows, and he throws them on me, and then jumps on me. <laughs> meditate. You need to meditate. You're going to die any time. You're going to die. Meditate. <laughs> this was Pococosero. He was a wild man. <laughs> I loved him so much. He was like the drill sergeant of meditation. <laughs> and, but he would take us to the cemetery, and he'd say, you know, they're all dead. They're not going to hurt you. Go meditate. <laughs> but actually... How I even met Tampulucero and Landicero and Bacococero was my most beloved Rina Serkar. She died last January. She's a professor at the California Institute of Integral Studies, and she's the one that formally introduced me to uh, Vipassana meditation. Her teacher was Tampulucero. She said to me, hey, Bob, you want to come to Burma with me with some other students, and we'll go meet Tampulucero. I didn't know what I was getting into. <laughs> Well, I got into something, because here's a picture of me you can see later when I was a monk. And went one with the Pococo Seto and the other with, with Langit Seto. So just uh, bringing all these m memories. Because this is like all part of my lineage. This is all part of my own lineage. And you have your lineage. We each have our lineage. But I was given... A blessing by Langesero, who died at the age of 98. He was in the robes for 78 years. He ordained as a full monk at 20. Even in his earlier years, he was a, a novice. So he was in the robes actually longer than 78 years. But they count officially the years of a monk as when, you uh, when you're 20 years old and you fully <coughs> ordain. And Langesero um, came as a surprise, but he told me, blessed me to share the Dharma. And so I, um, I'm very humbled with just even saying this out loud. But now, uh, as time goes on, part of that responsibility from one to another is to pass on. And that's what the honoring of our teachers is today. They too could be up here sitting and put pictures on behind them of their lineage. <coughs> but somehow we're connected. Those guys, me, and now we're, we're connected in some way, even though you don't know them. There's some connection there. Maybe just all of us just pause for a moment and just reflect on all of our teachers. Touched our hearts, changed our lives. like to do is to do the traditional triple refuge to the Buddha, to the Dharma, to the Sangha, and then to the five precepts. And we'll do this both in Pali and in English. And I'm going to use Burmese Pali. 
not international poly, where the V's become W's and the S's become THs, and you're going to go, what the, what is that? Because it's very different, but I want to honor my teachers. And of course, the Buddha Dhamma Sangha is historically the Buddha, the awakened one, the fully enlightened one. The Dharma, the teachings, the liberating teachings of wisdom and compassion. The Four Noble Truths, Marks of Existence, Foundations of Mindfulness, the teachings within the suttas, the Abhidhamma, the Vinaya, and the Sangha, the community, perhaps first of the awakened ones, but we are all part of that lineage. From the, even from the early times of the Buddha, we are connected by lineage of all those that have come before us, all those that are with us here now, to support each other to awaken. So we could also say that the Buddha, the Dharma, the Sangha means, and actually the word the Buddha literally means awakened one. And the Dharma means the teachings of awakening. And the Sangha is the community that is supporting one another to awaken. So maybe just reflecting for a few moments on these sublime teachings of awakening, the Buddha, the teachings of awakening, the Dharma, the community that supports each other to awaken, the Sangha, or in Burmese Pali, Thanga. So as far as these refuges in Pali, Namo Tata Bhagavato Arahanto Thamma Thambo Datha. <laughs> so you can repeat after me if you like. <laughs> Namo Tata Bhagavato Arahanto Thamma Thambo Datha. Namo Tata Bhagavato Arahanto, Thamma Thambo Datha, Namo Tatha, Bhagavato, Arahanto, Thamma Thambo Datha, Bodham Thadanam Gichami, Bodham Thadanam Gichami, Daman Thadanam Gichami. Thangam Thadanam Gichami. Thangam Thadanam Gichami. Dutiampi for a second time. Dutiampi. Bodam Thadanam Gichami. Bodam Thadanam Gichami. Dutiampi. Dutiampi. Daman Thadanam Gichami. Daman Thadanam Gichami. Dutiampi. Thangam Thadanam Gichami. Tatiampi for a third time. Tatiampi. Bodam Thadanam Gichami. Tatiampi. Daman Thadanam Gichami. Tatiampi. Thangam Thadanam Gichami. Now the five precepts. 
beautiful teachings, the base, the foundation for all wisdom to grow, the steadying of the mind, the supporting of insight, undertaking the trainings of non-harming, not killing, literally in Pali, panatipata, which means to not take away any being's breath. Second is to not steal, to undertake the training of not taking that which is not given. The third, undertaking the training of not doing harm with our sexuality. The fourth, undertaking the training of wise speech. The fifth, undertaking the training of refraining from intoxicating substances. So you can say on one hand that, you know, when we say about the not taking away one's breath, that's implying reverence for all of life. All beings hold their lives to be dear. So this understanding of ahimsa, non-harming, not to kill, not to cause harm, this builds a sense of safety. Undertaking the training of not taking that which is not given is building the sense of trust that I can, you know, I can leave my shoes here and hopefully I'll get them when I go out. Except for sometimes it's these cases where people have the same identical shoes. Sometimes it happens. <laughs> but undertaking this training of not taking that which is given that supports a sense of trustworthiness. Undertaking the training of not causing harm with our sexuality, that, that, we're, that we can be respectful for one another. Sexual energy is so powerful. There's been so much pain caused with the unwise use of this energy. And how do we, as householders, we're not celibate um, for many of us, but how do we be wise with our sexuality and not cause harm with it? How do we be wise with our speech? Words that are sliding, shaming, lying, create division, breaks trust, breaks unity. Even if we have to give feedback, is it wise? Is it kind? So even that sense of construct, is it constructive or destructive? Our words are so powerful. How do we use our words wisely? How do we listen to our, with our ears? to hear one another, to listen. And this commitment of clarity, clarity of mind and heart, undertaking the training of not using intoxicants that, that breaks the sense of clarity, of focus, concentration. So these are the five precepts, the code of ethics that all the teachers follow, that we invite all practitioners to practice with these, to be in relationship with these. We understand that the living with more virtue supports the steadying of the mind and the heart that supports insight and wisdom to grow. This is the ethos that I really want to say, even more than ethics, the ethos of insight Santa Cruz is this value, is this recognition of trying to live virtuously, of not trying to harm this is who we are. This is what we aspire to teach. To live. So in Pali, Panatipata, Way Ramani, Tekapadam, Tamadiya Mi. I undertake the training of not killing. Second one, Adena Dana. Way Ramani, 
Vekapadam, Tamadiyami, undertaking the training of not taking that which is not given. Kamethu, Misasara, Weramani, Vekapadam, Tamadiyami, undertaking the training of not causing harm with sexuality. The fourth, Mutha Wada, We Ramani, De Kapadam, the Madiyami, undertaking the training of not causing harm with my speech. Fifth, Thura Maria, Pamadatana, We Ramani, De Kapadam, the Madiyami, undertaking the training, the precept of clarity of mind, the refraining of intoxicants. These are the five precepts. recognize and honor first the new group of the community Dharma facilitators that completed a training February 11th to January 20, February 11th 2018 to January 20th 2019 so what it says on there is acknowledgement of training community Dharma facilitator by the blessings of my Dharma teacher, Venerable Langdet Siero, who bestowed Dharma transmission to me, I now bestow Dharma transmission to, as a community Dharma facilitator, having completed a 12-month community Dharma facilitator training. And then below are what I discussed earlier, that I wrote the, the qualities of a teacher, and then specifically um, what a community facilitator has been empowered to do. And it's like this on everyone. So I want to name each person. And um, don't mean to embarrass you, but could you please come up here? And I want to give you this sheet with Yasmina. Thank you so much. This is not in any regular order. It's just how it came out. Tim Morgan. <laughs> Tim Hughes. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. <laughs> Tiffany Wong. I know that her parents are here. And I want to bow to the thank you so much for making oh. Tiffany. Thank you so much for being here. I don't mean to embarrass you, but how precious your parents. It's very sweet. Shane Hill. Woo! <laughs> 
Meg Corman. Lorena Parada. <laughs> Linda Kittle. Kevin Newhouse. Gregor Levy. <laughs> Dana Ingersoll. Ingersoll. <laughs> Carol Morgan. Bradette Dyer. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Armando Alcatraz. <laughs> Our community fill facilitators, we welcome you into this community. I also write on here, may the jewels of the triple gems of the Buddha, Dhamma, and Sangha be a blessing to all you meet. Want to acknowledge <laughs> and come on up. Dan Landry, the community, so we're in the community Dharma teacher section now. <laughs> I can only stand up for so long, Bob. <laughs> Dan has been involved in Insight Santa Cruz from the very early years, has given so much here. I just really want to acknowledge Dan and his um, his infectious love of the Dharma and wanting to share it with all, and his deep, deep commitment to practice. And Dan, too, I, I, I mentioned earlier that some of the community teachers have been empowered to do weekend retreats, and so that is for you. And I want to just um, thank you so much for your deep 
deep commitment to Dharma and you wanted to share with others. And being here when um, there wasn't many people here and, <laughs> and trying to, how we do this. Thank you. Kim Allen. Kim Allen, too, such, you know, she, she was off to, she was a physicist, and she decided to look more deeply in the inner particles <laughs> of her being to understand what is this life, as well as being very gifted with the intellect, gifted with heart and sincerity. She, too, empowered to teach weekend retreats, and You've given so much to Inside Santa Cruz with your many multi-talented helping to form a number of the thematic programs. And your commitment to your practice, deep commitment, takes time out to take retreats for herself and says thank you for all that you bring to Inside Santa Cruz. Marcy Reynolds. <laughs> Marcy, also along with Dan and Jill and Bruce, been here for such a long time. <laughs> Caring so much about Insight Santa Cruz devoting her life to doing, um, you know, to sharing the Dharma, in particular um, her fusion of these teachings into movement and mindfulness with Qigong. But it's much more than just Qigong. It's Dharma Qigong. Mm -hmm. uh, every year, Marcy and I and Mary Grace Orr, Christiana Wolf of late, we do a week-long retreat at Spirit Rock on the 32 parts of the body. And Marcy is, is not just the movement teacher. She is a primary teacher in this retreat. The Don is split evenly between us, no separation. And Marcy has this gift of working with the parts of the body that we're working with the 32 parts and then, then beginning to work with them with Qigong. It's quite remarkable. Her real commitment to awakening. So thank you, dear Marcy, for all that you do. Karen Zellin. <laughs> Karen Zellin brings so much kindness, curiosity, love, her ability to be able to meet most anyone in where they are. Many years as a mindfulness-based stress reduction teacher working with such diverse communities of people living with stress, pain, and illness and being able to meet people where they are and very skillfully, kindly, and wisely helping them to find their own hearts. And she's brought all these gifts here to Inside Santa Cruz. She does 
a number of um, introduction classes to mindfulness, such a perfect position to be in for Karen to help people that bridge into the center, as well as uh, teaching many other things here. And so just thank you so much for your kindness and just who you are. Bill Coleman. He had to leave, Bob. Bill Coleman had to leave. (laughs) Thank you, Bill. (laughs) Bill, we would not be sitting in this room if it wasn't for Bill. He and Alice um, Terrell, uh, did I pronounce your name correctly? Yeah, Terrell. Terrell. Um, were really the, the champions of this transition to here. And Bill, is um, he's been here from the early, early years, acted as a treasurer, board member, he's now teaching mindfulness, and his kindness, his ability to kind of step back, look at the bigger picture. So I, I want to just acknowledge Bill. Thank you. And Kara Haney's a double... Receiver today. (laughs) I love Kara. She's my 32 parts of the body buddy. A number of years ago, she just started taking the class and she's never stopped, and now she's assisting with me teaching it. And of course, she'll come to any day long on death and elements. Come from the same pod. <laughs> and um, Kara has such a deep and fierce commitment to truth. Even at times if it makes others uncomfortable. She wants clarity. She wants understanding. For a number of years, um, she, um, she taught as a sit leader and, and now as a community Dharma teacher. And you wanted to just go through the facilitated training, so you, you went through that as well. But you know, Kara teaches on Sunday evenings. Thank you for canceling tonight. Um, <laughs> that um, this sitting group called Fierce Hearts, bringing in a number of people that may not necessarily come to Insight Santa Cruz and being able to reach people of different persuasions, a commitment to kindness, Thank you, Karen. I also want to honor a few people that are not here. One is G. Schultz. G. is in Asia right now, and he actually sent a little note just uh, wishing everyone well, and G. has been championing um, the LBG group, amongst other things, coming to uh, sub on different sits and doing some day-longs, and just want to just um, thank G so much for his sincerity of practice. want to also acknowledge Chris Basiletti, who um, was unable to come today in his holding down Watsonville and now getting a compadre of Tiffany um, running um, a Dharma Friends group called the Sanganita, and now beginning to do offer um, a program, a sitting group at a at a well, public place uh, at, a, at a yoga center in mm-hmm. Watsonville. Before with the Sanganita was more in people's homes. Uh, 
So I just want to also honor Chris Vassaletti. I also want to honor Leslie Tremaine, who was unable to be here today. She's going through some health challenges, hopefully not severe, but we send her love and her deep thanks and her commitment to sharing Dharma mindfulness in so many different places. You thought when you retire, you do less, and she's probably doing twice as much as when she was before, but it's all she's dedicated so sincerely to to, to community, to volunteering and supporting others. So thank you, Leslie. And Arye Nanis, who is um, not able to be here. He was hoping to come, but he's been dealing with some very serious health challenges. Had a reoccurrence of the cancer very recently, and um, I'll be seeing him next week. Actually, you might find, I don't know, is that still up in the room? There's, there's a, a big poster sheet on the wall, and you're welcome to write a, a, well, uh, a well wish for him, and that will be given to him. I also want to honor, that are not here as well, Vicki Matson and Kristen Ruda. Stan. That Actually, um, Kristen is... Um, <coughs> Kirsten is in a retreat at Spirit Rock right now, a month-long retreat, and Vicky is in South in Nairobi, Africa. So not able to make it, and want to just honor these two as well. So lastly, <laughs> I want to honor um, Jill and Bruce. They're probably, at this point, our most senior teachers, as far as age. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and I know that they're, you know, trying to cut back some. But their life has been dedicated to the alleviation of suffering. Jill, for so many years, worked in with, with children. And I love that Jill's interest and love of of the mystery where she, <laughs> sorry, Jill, she goes and collects um, animals on the road that got hit and um, puts them in the freezer. Bruce, you have to always be careful going to <laughs> Jill and Bruce's house. If you go into the freezer to get like an ice cream, you might find a squirrel. <laughs> but it's used for children to help educate children about death and about the fragility of life. And um, her deep, deep dedication for service and practice. So many years, both Jill and Bruce working in um, a level four prison, Salinas Prison, formerly Soledad, working with people that are lifers, people that many of us would not want to be around and might have a very difficult time even being with. And they've devoted so many years. Every Tuesday, where's Jill and Bruce? Salinas Valley Prison. Bruce, a retired physician, dedicated his life in radiology to understanding illness, disease, been through war in Vietnam as a physician there. I've had the honor of teaching a number of retreats with them through the years. And 
I, I just had this inspiration. I just felt I wanted to empower these two with full retreat teachers. So by the blessings of my Dharma teacher, Venerable Minded Sero, who bestowed the Dharma transmission to me, I now bestow it to you as full Dharma teachers. And you have the blessings to pass this on, to train and teach others, if you like, or not. But I just want to honor you two for all that you have done, all who you are. Beautiful human beings. And you know, they really... They are humble and they're kind. And a kindness is not just kind, it's wisdom kindness. You know, when the Buddha died, it was supposedly said that Ananda was out and he was the attendant of the Buddha and he was just crying in the forest and someone came, what's going on? And he just kept on repeating about the Buddha that had died. He was just so kind. He was just so kind. He was just so kind. Of course, there could be a lot of different things said about the Buddha, thus gone, the fully enlightened one, but he's just so kind. And those two really embody kindness in their life. I, I don't know if I've ever heard you say anything really hard and mean about anyone else. I'm sure if I hung out long, I'd probably pick up a few things. But you are, you know, trying to be respectful with everyone, listen to everyone, care for everyone. These are the qualities of a teacher. I want to just honor you too. So, Jill and Bruce. A life well lived. And that's a life for all of us to aspire a well-lived life perhaps on our deathbeds that we can die with no regret for ourselves making peace with ourselves making peace with those we've hurt due to our own ignorance and unawareness making peace even to those that have hurt me making peace becoming more free of the stories the constructions that have enslaved us. When the Buddha said he experienced the unconditioned, to me it is implying that he broke conditioning. And what is that conditioning? It's our story, our narrative. Seeing through the stories that have enslaved us, awakening, Buddha nature. The dissolving completely of greed, hatred, and ignorance. Purify the mind and the heart. These are the teachings of the Buddha. So let's just sit for a few moments and just take this time in. Thank you so much for your patience. And let's just sit and just take in and to honor all of the teachers and our teachers' teachers. May all beings discover the gateways into the heart and may there be peace. And thank you to the community. We cannot be here without you. That we are all in this together. We are all part of this community supporting one another. 
grow with wisdom and compassion. So deep bows to each and every one of us here. Look around. This is our community and of course so many others that are not here tonight. But you is what makes Insight Santa Cruz. Every one of you. Every one of you. No more so, no less so. is part of this community to be honored and supported. Thank you. May all beings be fed. We'll have a potluck next door. And thank you so much for being here tonight. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.